Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to store and lock away all medications to prevent theft and keep them away from children and pets. Old medications can be disposed at Dropbox locations. Dropbox locations can be found at opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. And you're listening to the song Swaying Trees by Takanobu, performed by a pair of classically trained musicians based in Atlanta. Might sound vaguely familiar since Takanobu is frequently used on NPR shows and the Invisibilia podcast. 2019 is shaping up to be a big year for composer Nick Takanobu Ogawa and Catherine Cook, who performed together as Takanobu, with an album coming out on May 24th and an upcoming tour with Kishibashi. But before all of that, they're joining me in the studio. Welcome to you both. Thanks. Hi, Thanks for morning. having us. So, Nick, I'm going to start with you. Takanobu means iron will in Japanese. Yep. It's also your middle name. So why use this as your uh, nom de musique? <laughs> well, uh, it seemed like a better option than the Nikogawa band, which... <laughs> I thought would be pretty lame to use. Um, and it's convenient as, uh, you know, an all-encompassing band and solo name. So I use it when I play with other people in the past. Now it's me and Catherine. Uh, but I've also used it when it was just me solo. And Iron Will, that's forceful. That's an that's <laughs> evocative name. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's kind of a loose translation of the kanji, which are like self-belief kind of. Um, but the name comes from an amalgamation of the kanji and my dad and grandfather's names. Well, you started writing and performing as Takanobu. This was back in 2007. Recorded your first album, Introduction, mm-hmm. completely on your own, but did get some help to fund its release from a singer-songwriter competition in New York. What happened there? Yeah, uh, so it was a national competition called the Williamsburg Live Singer-Songwriter Competition, and I think I applied at a minute to midnight on the deadline of <laughs> just of like application. a true artist <laughs> yeah. um, but it was several rounds of live performance I think there was um, like several thousand entries and then the final night was nine finalists and I won and got some prize money and uh, used that to fund my album. Yeah, and there was another competitor there that year, a woman named Lizzie Grant, <laughs> yep. who became... Uh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. <laughs> yep. So did you two meet during the competition? Uh, yeah, she uh, reached out to me over MySpace, actually. Uh, and Those I, were the days. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of dates things a bit. But we, uh, I recorded on some of her early stuff back then. Um, and then she went on to become... Super famous. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won the competition. Yeah, I won the competition. So, you know, who's counting? Uh, Catherine, how about yeah. for you? You were formally trained in an mm-hmm. academic sense, mm-hmm. undergrad and master's in violin performance. Where were you around this time, 2007? Um, 2007, I was still in high school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, playing violin. and. Um, how did you guys start playing together? When I uh, moved to East Atlanta... Um, we started working for the same dog walking company, actually. <laughs> um, and then um, somebody there introduced us as two musicians, and it just ha- so happened that Nick was looking for a violinist to play with. 
um, in his band. So this is all working. Along, yeah, exactly. Coming together just perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Nick, you submitted that album to a little music company called Pandora. Yep. But not much happened, so you got a job then at a software company, right? Uh, yeah, down here. Um, it was I was a, a marketing person in like a business phone company. It was pretty. <laughs> Pretty dry stuff. <laughs> but so that was in 2008 when you moved to 2008, Atlanta. yeah, moved down here. And um, at my mom's suggestion, I had submitted my album to Pandora. And nothing happened for a while. But then after three years or so, I started to notice an uptick in my iTunes downloads. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon it was a car payment. And then it was a rent payment. And I said goodbye to the corporate world. Okay, so incrementally. <laughs> mm-hmm. So before that, had you thought, like, oh, that's it, I gave it a shot? But... Kind of. I mean, I always wanted to keep playing music, but, you know, it didn't seem realistic um, to make my living at it, especially living in New York um, previous to Atlanta. It was very cutthroat and felt like you had to be, you know, at a level I couldn't attain um, to to really be a a professional musician there. So especially if you have to have a day job. Yeah, have a day job, do music, and you know, stay up until two in the morning to play you know crappy gigs on the Lower East Side. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it was it was uh, a nice move to Atlanta. I love I love the city, um, but it was really nice to be able to go full time with music. So meanwhile, Catherine, you're on track to be performing in symphonies. You're a freelancer, and you actually do perform with everyone from the Atlanta Opera to Michael Bublé, mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> so was that your career trajectory or, or, or goal when you started? Uh, yeah, originally um, in music school, I mean, you're you're kind of trained for that, just to take auditions and, um, you know, try and be in a symphony full time, um, but I don't know. It never quite fit my personality to commit to that fully. Um, so as soon as I was out of music school, it seemed like I was always playing in a band or, you know, with, you know, playing different types of music other than just classical. Um, so, yeah, it's just a little bit of everything now, which I love. Well, let's hear a little bit more of the music that, Nick, you made when you started making money. You quit your job and wrote and recorded your second album in 2011. Here is the song Exposition from the album of the same name. So in this case, is this all you, you know, layering yourself on top of yourself? Exactly. Multi-layered. A one-man show. Recording, yeah. One-man band kind of thing, Um, which in live performance we accomplish with loop pedals, recording ourselves as we play that, you know, continues to loop and we can layer stuff over, over top. Well, this sort of moves and progresses through a little bit of an emotional journey. I mean, what was going on for you mood-wise here? Well, it was sort of my freedom uh, anthem, uh, being able to, you know, escape the, the, uh, the work-a-day life that I was not really into myself and uh, be able to just do music full time, which is what I had always had always wanted to do. This is you breaking mm. off the old ball and chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <in> a sense. <laughs> that is Nick Ogawa and Catherine Cook is also with us. They make up the Atlanta-based classical pop folk 
whatever group, mm-hmm. Takanobu, <laughs> and joining me in the studio. That is something. I went to the Big Ears Festival a couple months ago, and uh, they were talking about, like, reporters were talking about how they report on this music. And they always feel like, you know, if something doesn't fit into a certain genre, they yeah. have to start with, well, it's not for everybody. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, that there's a way that they have to kind of explain it. Do, right. you, do you find yourself explaining what you do? Yeah. I mean, I find myself trying to avoid explaining it. I, I've fallen back on just referring to it as cinematic folk, which seems to be a convenient catch-all because the, you know, the instrumentation is not straight-up folk yeah. guitar, you know, mm-hmm classic instruments for folk but it's not quite folk you know it's not quite you know movie soundtrack stuff either we're singing and yeah it seems know. like no matter what label you apply to it people will go to the yeah stream of that so yeah it's not quite folk either yeah and but, but the you are you have done some stuff for video creators right yeah yeah that's actually kind of where things have taken me um started with you know more like web video type of things but now getting into composing for indie feature films um, which has been great. I did a documentary uh, a couple years ago and a feature last year and working on a feature now. So it's it's really fun stuff. To yeah, do. so what is that process? Like you're watching something and you're trying to create a mood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're trying to you know capture the, emo- the, the unspoken emotional backstory to the, to the actor's mm-hmm. actions and the director's intentions. Um, and, you know, documentary, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit easier, I would say. But with feature film stuff, it's actually kind of more fun to do. But you talked about, you know, that your downloads started paying eventually for what you, the life, the car payment, right? Yeah, the, the, the car stuff payment, you want yeah. to do. And this is a story that really could only happen in the digital age. It's true. You have fans, but how about, you know, downloads? Does that equal bookings? If you say, hey, I'm Takanobu, I would love to play at your club. Right. Take a chance on me. Uh, it's actually, that's the main kind of struggle, kind of, because the, you know, the algorithms are so good at personalizing people's tastes that the listeners can find the music, but Mm -hmm. it's not very transparent to the booking agents. So we really haven't done that much touring. Um, This summer is going to be more our our bigger foray into touring, um, which has been, you know, exciting to try to plan but also a struggle to to get the gigs because right. cause people don't know who we are <laughs> the venues we have been to even though that they're small it seems like they're totally filled to capacity and <laughs> well yeah I mean, the 50 person you know well i know but ev- everybody there is going up to nick and just saying oh i've been listening to your music for years i've been waiting to see you live it's pretty cool. It does feel good. But yeah, yeah and people, I, I, I find a lot of people say that they listened to the music when they were studying for something. It seems like a, <laughs> like hmm. a concentration yeah. music type of thing. It's a little, is... medi- it's, you know, somewhat repetitive, but there's enough variety that you don't feel like you're listening to yeah, what, and one maybe of those like an white noise things. It. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The waterfall things outside of the massage. <laughs> yeah, hopefully a little more engaging than that. <laughs> well, there's another backstory here, too, which is you two as a couple. Yeah. You're now engaged. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, how did that, where did that happen? Well, it happened out on the West Coast when we were on tour last fall. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But we started dating pretty soon after we started playing together. Um, we'd been rehearsing for a show. And yeah. I just kind of caught feelings for Catherine. <laughs> <Caught> feelings. <laughs> and uh, yeah. 
had to express that to her. And then, uh, yeah, we were, we played the show in Portland and we were, uh, heading up to Seattle, but we took a detour through, um, Cannon Beach on the Oregon coast. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we went on a hike and I yeah, popped, popped the, the question, question. <laughs> knelt down in the mud. <laughs> So there's a kind of romance to there's an alchemy in the relationship and in the music as sure. well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Catherine, though yeah. he's you know you're still working under Takanobu. What what are you bringing? What do you feel like you're bringing to this combination? Hmm. So much. No, I mean it's hard for me to answer, but female vocals, which had been there only a little bit before, and I think you know, since I am classically trained, I think I can bring um, some sophistication to my Hearts. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to keep calling this Takanobu, or? I think so for now. Yeah, I mean, Catherine's been a great addition to the sound. She has a you know beautiful, sweet voice and a really nice violin tone and great musical sensibility too. It's really nice complement to what I would you know. I mean, we do a lot of improvising stuff mm -hmm. um, instrumentally, and Catherine is you know kind of a rare classically trained musician who's really comfortable yeah. with that kind of thing i think when we started out playing together too i was just doing what you wanted me to do um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like you were telling me okay here are the parts but um, as like a base you know framework to right exactly but i'm you know now i think we're working together as a team much yeah. more about how we want it to sound mm -hmm. live and you know, what direction we want it to go. And my suspicion is that Catherine will be really good at songwriting when she gets more uh, comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. So I've been encouraging her to do that. Mm -hmm. And lots of practice coming up with your tour with Kishibashi. I want to thank you both, Nick Ogawa and Catherine Cook, for joining us. Thank Thanks. you so Thanks much. Thanks for having us. Together they are the Atlanta-based Takanobu. And we said we'd leave you with another song. This one is called Nobody Said.